Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hey there. So happy to join with you as always. Welcome, welcome. Let's settle in for a good chat. <laughs> ah, I love being able to share A Course in Miracles with you. It means so much to me. I'm so grateful. So very, very grateful. Yes. I have been basically around the world literally, in the last 33 or so days. I started in New Jersey and end in New Jersey and went to England and Germany. Brief stop in Hong Kong, Australia, North Australia, South Australia. Stop in California and on my way back to New Jersey. And then soon to be in the Blue Ridge Mountains, of North Carolina next week for the Forgive and Be Free weekend retreat. You can still join me. And going around the world, having that human experience makes me so aware of how grateful I am for A Course in Miracles. So let's pray and get into it. Yes! Here we go. So grateful. So grateful to place our hand on our heart, open our minds, open our heart, and say yes to infinite love intelligence. We're saying yes to the higher Holy Spirit self leading us and guiding us all the way. We are consciously grateful that it is our destiny to live a life of love and only love, grateful and thankful that it is our true nature to be perfectly kind, perfectly generous, perfectly open and receptive to a flow of divine love and intelligence. We are consciously partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self to remember and recognize our true nature is already perfect, whole, and complete. We're already as holy as holy can be. Yes. Truly grateful, truly thankful to course correct. To allow the Holy Spirit to do the heavy lifting. We are grateful and thankful to surrender any resistance, any reluctance, all sense of lack and limitation falls away, and we are grateful. In gratitude, we let our healing be. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. We know it's done, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> so, in A Course in Miracles, in the chapter 1, in the Miracles 
principles, which I always think are worth rereading because they are inspiring. It tells us uh, in number 32, text chapter 1, section 1, I inspire all miracles, which are really intercessions. They intercede for your holiness and make your perceptions holy. By placing you beyond the physical laws, they raise you into the sphere of celestial order. In this order, you are perfect. I inspire all miracles, which are really intercession. So, all miracles make our perceptions holy. And, who's in charge of inspiring them? Jesus. Not us. So we don't even have to think about how to inspire a miracle. It's allowing. The, the next one, number 33, is miracles honor you because you are lovable. You are lovable. They dispel illusions about yourself and perceive the light in you. Thus, they atone for your errors by freeing you from your nightmares, by releasing your mind from the imprisonment of your illusions. They restore your insanity. So, in this path of course correction, let's begin every day and repeat all day long Jesus, Holy Spirit. Inspire a miracle in me. I'm willing. I'm ready. I'm available for a miracle. That's what it takes. All that's required is your willingness. Are you willing to have a miracle inspired in your awareness? Because that's where the miracle happens. It happens in our mind. And then it translates to our experience. Because everything starts in the mind. All healing is at the level of the mind. Now, i got to say, honestly, I don't know anyone who's not interested in living a miraculous life. They may not be choosing a miraculous life, but they're interested in living a miraculous life. If they're not choosing a miraculous life, it's because, A, they don't know what it is. They don't know how amazing and transformative and pure and beautiful and powerful and possible miracles are. So we don't have to figure out how to inspire the miracles. We don't have to figure out how to make them happen. We simply have to be willing to be accepting of them, to be miracle-minded. Our willingness is all that's required. So I say, let's just ask all day long. I'm willing to experience a miracle. I'm willing to have a miracle in my awareness. Remember, a miracle, and this is important for us to understand, it's helpful to understand that a miracle is when we relinquish all interest and attachment in the ego way of thinking, and we're interested in the Holy Spirit's way of thinking. And so, in that moment of choosing the loving thought, or the willingness to even 
discover a loving thought, a miracle happens. The miracle happens at the level of the mind, and then it translates to our human experience. Now, when we think we know what the miracle should be, in other words, the miracle should be, I win the lottery. The miracle should be that my tumor is healed, or whatever it is that we think it should be, then we've got an attachment to limitation and form. And then our mind is really not miracle-minded. It's not really open, not really willing, not really receptive. So being able to release the attachment to how it should look or how it could look or what we think we want, and instead just, I'm willing to be miracle-minded. I'm willing to know a miracle, have a miracle, experience a miracle, and think miraculous thoughts right here, right now, even though I have no idea what that would be right here, right now. I am willing. It's a very simple practice. How much does it cost? Uh, nothing. And who do you have to get permission from? No one. Who do you have to have show you how to do it? No one. It's so simple. So that's my invitation as a method of course correcting. Now, in the 37th miracle principle, it says a miracle is a correction introduced into false thinking by me. So the correction will be introduced, can be introduced by Jesus. So bring it on. I say bring it. Bring it, Jesus. Introduce a miracle into my mind, into my false thinking. There's our willingness. So if we're upset, if we're bothered, if we're unhappy, we're sad, depressed, sick, tired, poor, whatever it is that we're experiencing, let's just say, Jesus, introduce a miracle into my mind now. Now, I also love I am statements, because when we make an I am statement, we're invoking the presence of God into our awareness. I am willing to experience a miracle now. I am willing to have a miracle now. I am willing to be a miracle now. I am willing to live a miraculous life now. I am willing to experience miraculous healing now. I am willing and grateful to accept and to allow a miracle now. A miracle is a correction introduced into false thinking by me. It acts as a catalyst, breaking up erroneous perception and reorganizing it properly. So you see, when the miracle is introduced into our mind, then our perceptions which are our interpretations, the meaning we've made of things, our perception, perceptions, our false perceptions, our incorrect perceptions, our erroneous perceptions, get reorganized so that we can see and know and feel and hear clearly what's going on. I can see clearly now my pain is gone. I used to sing that. 
You know, I'm willing. I'm willing to see clearly now. Don't know how to sing that, but. (laughs) The miracles happen at the level of the mind. Perception can be healed. And it says, until this has occurred, knowledge of the divine order is impossible. Wouldn't we like to understand divine order? Wouldn't we love to be able to see through all directions of time and space and know what things are actually for instead of the meaning that we've given them? Yes, of course. So that seeing clearly, that knowing clearly, that feeling clearly, that healing clearly, Hearing clearly is the correction. We can learn to recognize that every time we're not feeling harmonious and happy, we are open for a correction. And rather than suffer, let's just call for correction. Think of it this way. You're in a restaurant You order some food, you order a beautiful salad, and the waiter brings you a pizza. Would you eat the pizza if you really had a desire for the salad? Would you eat the pizza? What if you're, it's not gluten-free and you need gluten-free and you know that gluten's going to make you sick? Would you eat the pizza anyway and not say anything about, hey, you know what, I ordered a salad? you would call for correction. Chances are you would say to the waiter, excuse me, this is not my order. I didn't order a pizza. I ordered a salad. And I'd like to have the salad, please. No upset, no anger, just, hey, no problem. An error has been made. This is not my pizza. I ordered a salad. Correction, simple correction. Then you get your salad. I don't know why the Holy Spirit gave me that, but that's what it gave me. So, the correction, accepting the correction, calling for the correction, recognizing the opportunity for the correction, that's for us to do. That is a demonstration of our willingness. Calling for the correction is an affirmation of our desire to live in the truth and to have the healing at the level of the mind. So this speeds up the process. Our desire and our willingness, our call for the course correction, speeds up our healing quantumly. When, because the more willing we are, the faster we can get results. So for me, years went by where I realized every day, oh my gosh, I am so resistant. I am so reluctant. I am so not available for correction. But I could be. I could be. I'd like to be. What I didn't realize when I was feeling so resistant was I didn't realize that actually that sense of intense resistance was evidence that I wasn't stuck anymore 
because I was aware of the resistance. So when we are feeling completely stuck, we're beyond resistant. We're stuck. So resistance, at least we're not stuck anymore. And we can call for that course correction. If you're stuck, call for the course correction. Now, in the 49th miracle principle, it says, The miracle makes no distinction among degrees of misperception. Now, this is something that is so meaningful to me, that in spirit... There aren't degrees of bad and wrong and misperception. I find that comforting and helpful because the ego wants to always sift, sort, and separate by degrees. It always wants to say, this is a little bit good and a little bit bad. Uh, This is a bit of a sin. Uh, This is a small sin. This is a big sin. this is a little lie, this is a big lie. Uh, it's just is always looking for some way to separate by having degrees. It's like, oh, it's kind of loving, sort of loving, a little bit unloving. That's how you know it's ego-based. In spirit, it's either loving or it's not loving. There's no listening to both voices, the Holy Spirit and the ego. It's one or the other. There are no degrees. So, no distinction among degrees of misperception. The miracle is a device for perception correction. Effective quite apart from either the degree or the direction of the error. This is its true indiscriminateness. So regardless of, we could say, well, it says the degree uh, or the direction of the error. So we could just say basically, regardless of the error in our thinking, in our actions, in our choices, in our words, regardless The miracle is a perception correction, and it's indiscriminate. The miracle compares what you have made with creation, accepting what is in accord with it as true, and rejecting what is out of accord as false. So, when we're miracle-minded, we're either accepting what's true, or rejecting what's false. Simple. Simple. That's one of the things that Jesus makes clear over and over and over again, is that in spirit, there's this beautiful simplicity. It's it's literally beautiful. It's elegant. That's the word I was looking for. An elegant simplicity. Now, a little bit later in chapter 1, in the section 6, The Illusion of Needs, it says in paragraph 2, 
A sense of separation from God is the only lack you really need correct. A sense of separation from God is the only lack you really need correct. So what is the lack? The lack is the lack of awareness of the unity of all life. It says, This sense of separation would never have arisen if you had not distorted your perception of truth and had thus perceived yourself as lacking. So the separation arose from this sense of seeing ourselves as lacking. It, it literally arose from comparison and this sense of lack that we somehow didn't have, weren't worthy, not good enough. Someone is better and we are worse. This is what created this sense of separation. There is no separation. It's just a belief. And until the illusion of separation began, there was nothing lacking at all. There were no needs at all. And it says in this section, needs arise only when you deprive yourself. When we deprive ourselves of the awareness of our perfection, of our wholeness, of our beauty, when we deprive ourselves of the joy of being unconditionally loving towards ourselves and others, when we deprive ourselves in this way, then there's a sense of lack because we're depriving ourselves of being in the flow of love, compassion, beauty, kindness, clarity, wisdom, because we're choosing to live in the false world of our judgments and opinions. We're the ones who deprive ourselves. So it's very helpful to remember in this walk of course correction that needs arise only when we deprive ourselves. So just take a moment here and tune in and consider what areas of your life are you feeling a need in? What areas of your life do you feel there's a need? A strong need. An intense sense of lack. That sense of need arises from you depriving yourself of being in the flow of love. Love is the correction because love is our true nature. Teach only love for that is what you are. So when we deprive ourselves of the understanding and the awareness that love is what we are. We take ourselves out of the flow of love through comparison, through judgment. Then there's a sense of need. And all sense of need is really 
about this one thing, we've deprived ourselves. And it doesn't matter where there's this sense of need for healing, for prosperity, for loving relationship, for creative expression, for freedom, whatever the spiritual quality is that we're not expressing in our life. It's because we're depriving ourselves of recognizing its existence is our existence. So, in other words, our nature is freedom. Our nature is beauty. Our nature is prosperity. Our nature is wholeness. But if we believe something different, we're going to experience something different. And that's how we deprive ourselves. A sense of separation from God is the only lack you really need correct. This sense of separation would never have arisen if you had not distorted your perception of truth and had thus perceived yourself as lacking. The idea of order of needs arose because, having made this fundamental error, the belief in lack, you had already fragmented yourself into levels with different needs. So what are the levels? The level of the body, the level of the emotional body, the level of the mental body, the level of the etheric body, the level of the spiritual body. These are the levels with different needs. That's the fragmentation. As you integrate, you become one. And your needs become one accordingly. So truly, there's one need. And, and, the, and, the, and the need is to relinquish the belief in lack. Which is the same as the belief in separation. That's the one need we have. So whenever you're experiencing any kind of a sense of lack or need, you can pause and course correct by calling upon the Holy Spirit and saying, the only need I have is to course correct. The only need I have is to remember there is no lack. The only need I have is to remember the unity of all life. And thank God I do not have to figure out how to remember. I simply allow my mind to be corrected. I am so willing, right here, right now, I am so willing to surrender all belief in lack, all need to attack. So grateful that I do not have to figure out how. So grateful that I can simply allow. I am grateful, grateful, grateful. Holy Spirit, Jesus, beloved Spirit, make it so. Show me the way. I am willing. I live in service to the light. I am willing. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. That seems like a good place to take a break. Ah, yes. I'm so grateful. So grateful. You are listening to A Course in Miracles, Unity Online Radio. I'm Jennifer Hadley, 
And we're living the love, we're walking the talk, we're ending all sense of lack and separation. Yes, we are. So grateful to do it together. I'll be right back. for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about course correction. Yeah, so it's our willingness to course correct. It's our desire to course correct that makes course correction so much easier. And we can live a miraculous life. So it's not that we have to make every choice a loving choice. It's not that at all. Because this is where we can get hung up so easily in thinking that we need to make the perfect choice in every moment and be somehow more holy than we think we are and because that seems impossible and unattainable we allow ourselves to continue to suffer when it's completely unnecessary what is a living spiritual practice for me is this correction and I say all the time in my classes that, like Masterful Living and Finding Freedom, my classes where we're actually doing the work together, not just talking about it, we're rarely doing it. I say that think about when NASA sends a rocket to the moon. That's a very complex thing. And You've got the Earth that's turning, it's turning on its axis, and it's rotating at the same time. You've got the Moon, it's doing the same thing. They both have gravitational pulls. You also have wind and weather. You have all of these different aspects of the journey that interfere with the rocket going directly from the Earth to the Moon. It's very complex, and yet NASA can theoretically send a rocket to the moon and land it where they'd like to land it. And the only way that that can be accomplished is with course correction. I love how the Holy Spirit gives us these examples in our human experience that are in many ways metaphorical for our spiritual experience. So that course correction is how we can land effectively. And what A Course in Miracles is telling us is that we don't, we're not in charge of the correction. 
We simply have to desire it and be willing to call for it. Be willing to experience it. So when we call for the course correction, when we say, higher Holy Spirit self, Jesus, course correction time, help me course correct, show me how to course correct, tell me how to course correct, inform me, I'm open, a miracle in my mind now please. I am available for a miracle. I am accepting a miracle. I am choosing a miracle. Making these affirmative statements, which takes mere seconds, is going to bring us miraculous results, first in our mind and then in our experience. And it's so much easier and so much quicker than trying to figure out what the solution is through trying to figure it out, trying to understand it, trying to do what I call push density. Let's work in the invisible field of mind instead of pushing the density of form. It's faster, it's easier, it's more enjoyable, and as Course in Miracles tells us, we were talking about this a few weeks ago, we can be the joyful learner. We don't have to be the in, in the pain. We can experience joy and learn faster and more fully through joy. So why learn through pain? Why learn through suffering? It's completely unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. Oh my Lord. <laughs> so distortions of miracle impulses, section seven in chapter one. And right in paragraph one, it says, your distorted perceptions produce a dense cover over miracle impulses. In other words, miracle impulses are happening all the time, but our distorted perceptions are, which are our opinions and judgments, produce a dense cover so that we're not recognizing miracle impulses. Because we're not recognizing them, it makes it hard for us to reach them in our own awareness. So those miracle impulses are always happening. I say that they're live streaming all the time, but let's just face it. If the miracle impulse requires us to be loving, to be kind, to be generous, to be patient, in order for us to be a vibrational match for the miracle impulse, in order to recognize it and see it because like attracts like. But in this particular moment, we're feeling jealous or guilty or shamed or angry or resentful or regretful or hurt, then we're not a vibrational match for that miracle impulse. So we're not going to recognize it. Our perceptions are distorted. In a sense, when we're upset, we've lost our real mind. 
And now we are using a substitute mind, the ego thought system. So remember, a miracle is when we change our thinking from ego to spirit. So those miracle impulses are constantly happening. Really, they're never not happening. But when we're not being loving, we won't recognize them. And because we don't recognize them, we don't experience the benefits of them. I can't remember if I shared this last week. Did I share it last week? I just can't remember. But so I hope it's not repetitive. <laughs> anyway, when I was in Australia the week before, I it's just it's a small thing, but it's this kind of thing that just these kinds of things that make life so much easier. It's a small thing, but I was thinking, I wonder if I need a special adapter for my computer in Australia. I had European adapters and UK adapters, and I had thought, you know, I think, um, I think that uh, Australia might use a different current system. So I, uh, when I got to Cairns, uh, I asked, I, I found out that they didn't, they, they used a different system and I didn't need an adapter. And my hosts, uh, fortunately, they had an adapter, so that was great. And then I was flying to Melbourne and I realized, oh, I don't have an adapter of my own. I wonder if, my, if I should buy one at the airport. And they can be a little bit pricey at the airport. And so I just tuned to, into Spirit, do, do I buy an adapter? And the answer was, you won't need it. I don't need one. Okay, then I thought, well, maybe the host has one. And I'll just have faith and follow my guidance. When I got there, the host said, you know, I don't think we do have one. We've got some adapters, but I don't think we have one for American to Australia. So they had a look, they didn't have one. And so I, is there a store open? No, nope, there's no store open, it's too late, we're too small, we're too far outside the city, okay. So I thought, well, I've already written my blog and everything, I'll have to write a whole new one, uh, borrow, borrow their computer and do it that way. And what can I do? This is what needs to be done. Not upset, not bothered, Nothing to forgive. No mistakes have been made. I followed my guidance. I don't understand what anything is for. Apparently, I'm not to send that blog today. I'm to send a different one or something else. I don't know what. So I'm just moving forward with what is. And it was late at night. I was tired. I've been traveling, etc. But I've learned everything works together for good. Now, I won't say that... Any day goes by where I don't have some irritation, where I don't have some moment of thinking, meh, this is not how I wish it would be. Oh, meh. You know, as I was in the car with uh, my friend the other day, and I went, oh, jeepers. And she laughed. Did you just say jeepers? I said, yeah, jeepers. And, uh, but so for that moment, I was like, ah, something not good. But then I remember, oh, yeah, it's all good. Anyway, well, that's my practice. 
So within two minutes of my accepting that I'm going to, looks like I'm going to have to rewrite my blog, my host comes in with this gadget which was a universal plug adapter where I could plug several things in. And she said, would this be helpful to you? And I said, oh my God, that is absolutely perfect. I could plug everything into that one thing. And she was like, I just bought this the other day. I didn't even know that it had all these capabilities. You see, Spirit knew what I needed even before I did. Spirit knew what I needed even before I did and made arrangements for me to have it. Now, of course I've seen this in many different kinds of ways. We make our correction at the level of the mind. I could have been upset that, oh, I have to write the blog all over again. Oh my God, if I had just gotten the adapter at the airport when I thought of it, why didn't I? Oh my God. I could have done that. And a couple of years ago, I would have done that. But I'm training myself to recognize all things work together for good. There are no exceptions. As soon as I start making exceptions, I've moved into exactly what it's saying here. Distortions of miracle impulses. I'm moving into distorted perceptions which produce a dense cover over my miracle impulses, making it hard for the miracle impulses to reach my awareness. And then it says the confusion of miracle impulses with physical impulses is a major perceptual distortion. Physical impulses are mis directed miracle impulses. All real pleasure comes from doing God's will. All real pleasure comes from doing God's will. All real pleasure comes from doing God's will. That's what I'm interested in knowing every moment of every day and not being distorted in my perceptions. It says, this is because not doing God's will is a denial of the self. So you see, it's self-correction. And we do our self-correction by looking to the mighty I Am Presence the Holy Spirit, the Higher Self, Jesus, God, Divinity, to do the heavy lifting of the actual course correction. All we have to do is ask for the course correction. It will be given to us. Will we accept it? Will we reject it? That's where our choice lies. If we make an error, and we don't start to, and we know we make an error when we're not feeling happy, when there's pain, then we know there's an error. If we make an error, we choose again. We choose that course correction again. 
So the confusion of miracle impulses with physical impulses is a major perceptual distortion that can be corrected. We don't have to think about it that hard. Honest to God. You know, sometimes with Course in Miracles, folks, just saying here because I, I remember <laughs> years ago, many years ago, a friend of mine said something like, well, you're an intellectual. You might be interested in this. And I, I brought me up short. I said, I'm not an intellectual. What? That's not me. My parents are intellectuals. I'm not an intellectual. And then I thought, what does that really mean, intellectual? And I looked it up in the dictionary, which is one of my favorite things to do. I looked it up in the dictionary, and it said, an intellectual is someone who's smart. And I thought, yeah, I guess I could say I'm smart. And uh, I got no problem with that, so I guess I'm an intellectual. Well, anyway, there's no question that probably the biggest journey in my life is from being analytical in my identification with the ego mind, so analytical, always looking to analyze, 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 to this journey of identifying the spirit and instead of analyzing, to just simply know. Because the spirit knows what the ego's trying to figure out through analyzing. That's been the biggest journey for me, is to give up trying to understand things and figure things out. So the confusion of miracle impulses with physical impulses, trying to understand and figure that out, I just go to my teacher. Teach me about this. So I can know the truth that sets me free. Which is different than trying to understand it. I'd rather know the truth than understand in a perceptual way. Let me know it. Through the knowing it comes my freedom. And then in the next paragraph, it says, Child of God. Jesus is calling you and me a child of God here. It says, Child of God, you were created to create the good, the beautiful, and the holy. Do not forget this. The love of God, for a little while, must still be expressed through one body to another because vision is still so dim. You can use your body best to help enlarge your perception so you can achieve real vision, of which the physical eye is incapable. Learning to do this is the body's only true usefulness. So, we are created to create the good, the beautiful, and the holy. This is how we're designed. So this is why we're so miserable when we're not doing that. Because we're not designed to create distortions. We're not designed to create blocks to love. That's not how we're designed. To get in our way. We're designed to live in a flow of love.
And this is why A Course in Miracles is all about forgiveness and tells us that forgiveness is our function. Forgiveness is a path of course correction. Now what A Course in Miracles tells us true forgiveness is, is to relinquish the meaning we've made of it, to relinquish the attachment to our interpretations, to our judgments and our opinions. And sometimes that can feel excruciating. And it feels excruciating literally because we've become so identified as the meaning maker. We become so identified with the one who judges. We are afraid that we won't exist if we're not the meaning maker anymore. But the thing is, we're only afraid that we won't exist if we're not the meaning maker anymore because we're identified with the meaning maker rather than God. Instead of being identified with pure spirit, we're identified with pure lack. And so when we're, our mind is identified with the ego, which is pure lack, pure nothingness, maybe pure is not the, the, the most uh, accurate word, uh, just nothingness, ego is all lack, all nothingness, 100% lack, 100% nothingness. When we're identified with complete nothingness, then the idea of existence comes from making meaning of things. That's how the ego generates a sense of existence through being the meaning maker. Spirit is eternally real. Remember at the beginning of the Course it says nothing real can be threatened. The ego feels threatened. Spirit does not feel threatened. It cannot be threatened. So why would it feel threatened when it cannot be threatened? The ego is threatened by the spirit. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. So the ego does not exist. It's an illusion. Therefore, it can be threatened because it's nothing. It's an illusion. It's a shadow on a wall. So we're shifting our identification from a shadow to the light. Shifting our identification from the shadow to the light. You can see just in that simple thought there, the light is real, the shadow is not. So, forgiveness is our function. Our forgiveness is the thing that is the course correction. The forgiveness is the relinquishment of the meaning we've made of things, the judgments, the opinions, the thoughts of lack, attack, limitation, and separation. 
And yet, because we're so identified with the meaning maker, forgiveness oftentimes seems like it's excruciating. It's unbearable. And I think that's why I was guided to do this Forgive and Be Free retreat at this time. Because there's so many folks for whom now is the time for us to rise and shine. In fact, we're getting ready to launch another Living A Course in Miracles series. I'm pretty excited about it. I will be announcing it next week. And it's time to rise and shine was the, the title that the uh, Holy Spirit gave to me. And uh, it's unfolding. You'll get to see who are the teachers this time. Yes, I'm very excited. We've got a great lineup for you. And, 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 the Forgiven Be Free retreat is coming up mid-October. And the time is now to rise and shine for that retreat and to sign up for that retreat. And uh, we are going to hunker down for the weekend, and we are going to actually, believe it or not, we're going to have a lot of fun clearing the clutter in the mind, getting all that forgiveness work done. And I am very excited about it. This is the first time I've done an all-forgiveness-focused retreat. And one of the things about my retreats that I think is so cool, because they're really guided by the Spirit, is that we can do such deep, intense work and have so much fun doing it. OMG! It's amazing. It is amazing, and I love being able to do it. And I can't believe I'm out of time here in the radio show. What? It goes by so fast. I also would like to tell you that now's the time to sign up for uh, Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive in Thailand in November. Uh, and um, this is the last Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive I'm going to do probably until May of next year. So we've got payment plans. It's in Thailand. It's an amazing price. The airfares, uh, we have found incredibly inexpensive airfares to Thailand. We can help you do that as well. And same goes for our self-love and extreme pampering retreat, also in Thailand, also in November. So I'm feeling like this next two months is a time of tremendous clearing for us as we're setting ourselves up for the holidays to be the most loving presence in our world, in our family, in our life. So grateful that we're doing this together. If you appreciate and enjoy this radio show, I invite you to consider making a contribution. Uh, we are transcribing all the radio shows. We're getting ready to put that up for you. And we've got... Uh, I tell you, I, I would also like to recommend to you check out the A Course in Miracles app. We're beginning work on the Android version of the app by popular demand. And uh, your contributions to the Power of Love Ministry, which you can do at powerofloveministry.net or jenniferhadley.com or livingacourseofmiracles.com. You can go to any of those three websites and make a contribution to support these free offerings, including the next Living A Course in Miracles classes, totally free for you. The transcripts free, the downloads free, doing it all free for you. 
And uh, let's take that prayer. So grateful, so thankful to open our hearts and minds to the course correction. So grateful and thankful to share the benefits of our course corrections with everyone because we're one with them. In deep and abiding gratitude, we allow the healing to be. In gratitude, we know it's done. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. I love you. Have a great rest of your week. Mwah!